Hey, welcome back to Easy Money Fantasy Podcast, where you can get all your up-to-date NBA news and fantasy advice. I am your host, Slum. Uh, my co-host, Raw Romeo, is out of the office today. I think he's out doing some mock drafts, uh, getting ready for the upcoming season. Uh, he'll be greatly missed for this episode, but I'll try and hold down the fort while he's gone. So the preseason has started for the NBA. Uh, which means the NBA is probably right around the corner, two weeks. Um, and, you know, everyone's probably doing some mock drafts and trying to prep up for the upcoming season. Uh, and what we're going to do today is we're going to take a look at some of these preseason games and see if there's anything that, you know, we can gather from it. Keep in mind that, you know, preseason's kind of like workout videos for these NBA players uh they might look impressive during preseason or you know during their workout videos but take it with a grain of salt Um, I wouldn't draft based on just you know purely workout videos and how good they look in their 20 second clips on Instagram uh I've learned that from real life experience last season when I drafted Aaron Gordon a bit early he was looking really good in his uh, workout videos but when I actually drafted him, he did definitely did not perform the way he was looking in those videos. So, with that said, you know, it's, there are some things you can probably gather from the preseason, but I wouldn't put too much weight on it. Uh, the best thing to do right now is do as many mock drafts as you possibly can uh, from all positions. So, you know, don't stick to one pick. I would I would do it from 1 through 12, if that's the, league, if that's the size of your league. Um, and yeah, just, you know, try and develop some sort of strategies for each first rounder, just in case, you know, you never know where you ended up, um, in the fantasy league that I'm doing this season, you'll get your pick a week before draft day. Um, but we usually do get it on the day of draft day. So it's kind of, you know, you don't really have time to plan a strategy. And even if you're given a day earlier, you doesn't necessarily mean you have, time to plan out your strategy because you know someone's always going to reach someone's always going to do something a little bit crazy (laughs) and uh you know your plan won't always fall through um so yeah so i guess i'll try and give you guys as many tips and advice as i can regarding uh the draft uh, so as I think we mentioned in our couple past episodes, the first things you should do in your first three rounds is get the highest value player. Um, as long as it doesn't break your strategy, obviously in the first round, grab the best player available. Um, second round, grab the best player available as long as their strengths are kind of matching up to your first round value. Um, so keep in mind, I do play in a head to head league, so it's not a roto league. You don't, you don't try and stay balanced in head-to-heads. Uh, you typically try and win, be super strong in X amount of categories, five, <laughs> I would say at least. Um, and if you're going to punt a category, just straight punt. Don't even try to kind of uh, win it. For example, let's say your first-round pick is Steph Curry. Um, you know, he's amazing at threes good field goal percentage he has good free throws but the free throw amount or volume is not pretty low um so in the second round you i would say grab a center that's really bad free throws but really good at 
um, you know, like rebounds, blocks, steals, um, someone like Andre Drummond, just on top of my head, um, you know, so like, that's one strategy, um, but if you're going to get someone like James Harden, for example, you know, even if Drummond's the best player out there, don't take Drummond, because, um, you know, the free throws, obviously, for Drummond is a big weakness, and one of the big strengths of James Harden is those free throws. Um, so that's kind of the first, second rounder. Third round, same thing, trying to get the best value, kind of matching your categories. Um, and then from there, I would say fourth and on, um, stay relatively safe. So I wouldn't pick a rookie till at least the fifth round if that's just my preference. Um, I've almost never seen a rookie kind of win you a league, except for the year Carl Anthony Towns was the rookie. Um, so I'd stay away from rookies unless you really, really have a good feeling about somebody. Um, so stay relatively safe between the fourth and I would say seventh, eighth round. Um, fill in guys that only strengthen your categories. If you're already punting, don't even bother. Um, at this point, just try and get guys like role players, basically, that'll fit on your team. They don't necessarily have to be the best player as long as they kind of fit your team. Um, and then in the later rounds, I would try and swing for the fences. Um, just grab guys that you think have high, high upside. Um, if you still need some positions, I would say fill it out. The thing is, try to fill out your positions well. You don't want to be caught, you know, lacking a certain spot if you need it. Uh, for example... For example, like, um, I think the small four position is the hardest position to get in fantasy because uh, there's only so many elite ones. The next hardest one to get an elite player would be the shooting guard position. Um, there's only a, a very small handful of shooting guards that do a lot for you. You can always get role-playing shooting guards, but you won't get an elite one like James Harden, Bradley Beal, uh, you know, like, even Devin Booker, I think he's a shooting guard. So, the shooting guards kind of disappear pretty early. Um, the next hardest position, I would say, is probably the center. Um, now that the NBA is kind of revolved around guards and shooting, centers are kind of, sometimes you don't, they don't even play in the fourth quarter type of thing, or they get less minutes. They'll start, they'll play, they'll kind of play only when they fit. Um, so, centers are pretty hard to get, like, at least a good starting one that will play, like, a lot of minutes. Uh Power forward and point guards are kind of, I would say point guard would be the next hardest one because point guards, you know, they they can make or break your team. Um, I know every NBA team right now is a starting point guard, but there are tiers to this. Um, so getting a good, good point guard early on is a little bit hard. Uh, it's, it's, hard it's, not that, it's not that difficult, sorry. But later on in draft, you can always get a serviceable point guard. You just won't get an elite one. Um, and I think power forward is probably the last position to try and fill out only because, uh, there's quite a bit of them. They're kind of like centers, but you, you know, they're, they're, they're just kind of that position that you just need to fill up. You don't really need one. Um, and not need one in the sense like, you know, you don't draft one, but you don't really, there's not really like big standout power forwards. And usually the thing is with these players, it's. Um, lots of players have a power forward slash center type of um, like 
they have two layer uh, not two layers but they have two player positions right um shooting guard is probably one of the hardest ones to fill out um small forward especially getting an elite one but players that have multiple positions that they can play are usually i would try and grab those guys um try not to get stuck with a bunch of you know only point guard players and only shooting guards and you know you're gonna have a tough time filling in all your positions if you don't have players that can play multiple positions so try and grab those guys um and yeah i think that's some tips um obviously we'll try and throw in as much tips as possible uh but i think right now a good thing to do is kind of delve into some of these preseason games that were mentioned um i think one of the big games that happened were the lakers versus the golden state warriors so let's take a look at some of the players on the lakers team um anthony davis in his 18 minutes of play dropped 22 points 10 rebounds two assists one steal two turnovers uh he went nine for 16 from the field four from six from the line uh zero from zero out of three from the three-point line so he didn't hit three but yeah so you heard that right he put that up in 18 minutes of playing time clearly he's still on pace i think to be the first overall pick if he's doing this in 18 minutes imagine he got 30 something minutes um it's looking like a beast even in the preseason i get it's just the preseason but listen 18 minutes 22 points 10 rebounds two assists is still pretty impressive um and they were playing golden state so you know just probably a little some tension and you know golden state's probably not just trying to give up an easy dub even though it's the preseason so Andy davis is still looking locked in as the number one pick uh lebron james in the exact same amount of time so i think lebron and anthony davis played the exact same minutes probably together oh they probably they played together um lebron james did put up 15 points three rebounds eight assists one steal clearly he is the point guard for the team when he's on the floor um he went five for ten from the field and five for eight from the line just lebron numbers this is all in 18 minutes so he's looking like he's looking pretty good in the preseason right now obviously he had the summer off which is very rare um i had him at the seventh pick um and i I stick with that at this point you know i don't see a reason why he should have dropped rankings after this performance especially did pretty well um so the other starters which i think the starters for a regular season are gonna be obviously anthony davis obviously lebron james um you're gonna probably get you're gonna get danny green rondo and dwight howard okay um the outlook for danny green is he's gonna be a 3 and d guy probably like a filler in the last ish round i don't see him he'll probably do the same thing he did last year with the toronto raptors i don't see him really being you know high ceiling type of guy he'll just give you what he gives you he'll you know he's good for probably like you know 10 10 10 points He'll get like two threes a game with LeBron there. Um, he'll get a couple of boards, like five rebounds. He'll get maybe one assist, two assists. Um, he'll he'll be good for one steal, one block type of guy. So and he's a starter, right? So Danny Green will give you the same numbers as last season. I I'd probably take him a little bit later, in the later rounds, not not too early, not even in the middle. Um, he's he's good to fill in your shooting guard position. Um, he's a solid guy. He'll have his up and downs in the season. He is kind of getting old. Um, so don't expect, you know, 
he'll be consistent, but some nights he just disappears. Some nights he'll, he'll be all right. Don't expect any explosive, huge games coming from him. Um, just just a filler type of guy. He's a role player, just kind of like how he is in the NBA. Um, the Rondo, it's going to be interesting to see Rondo. I think he's also going to be a late-round pick only because he's playing with LeBron. LeBron's probably going to handle the ball pretty much all the time. Uh, Rondo will help kind of delegate when James is on the bench or, if, you know, it's just give James a little break here and there. But Rondo, I see him probably putting up close to last season's numbers. Not maybe his de- his assists will decrease. Um, he was shooting quite a well from three last season. So I don't know if that's going to stick. Uh, he's also a late late round point guard. Um, ceiling's only being capped off because LeBron's there. He could do well if LeBron sits. Um but he's kind of handcuffed to LeBron in that sense. Um, Dwight Howard, I would kind of just straight out avoid if you can. Um, unless he's like 10th or later type of 10th round or later. Maybe not even if you see a guy with high ceiling. Dwight Howard's one of those guys who, when healthy, he'll probably give you a solid, I don't know, like say, I want to say 14 and, 10, 14 and 9. Um, maybe a block. But, you know, he's had a lot of back surgeries. Um... He's going to hurt in free throws, and he's just, I feel like he's just not going to play a lot of games. He's going to do his best, obviously, and, you know, hopefully his health holds up, but the past few seasons have kind of shown that he can't hold up for the whole season. He'll he'll have a couple games where he'll be all right. He's not He's not going to have two dominant games, two dominant of games, but he'll, he'll be okay. Um, so I would say avoid him if you can, unless you really, really need a center late, late in the draft. Um, but I wouldn't touch him really. And those are your starters. Um, some other guys kind of look out for. I would say, Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma. Um, just kind of looking at the depth chart right now. Does Kyle Kuzma even start? Um, he might be the first guy off the bench. I think when he gets healthy, I'm not sure who you would really bump to the bench. Um. I don't know if you would bump Howard to the bench. I don't know if you would bump Ronald to the bench. Um, Danny Green should kind of be your starter because of his defense, his threes. Ronald, you don't really need, so maybe he'll come off the bench if Kuzma decides to start or if the coach decides to start him. Howard might get bunched, might get benched to start, but then they're going to be really small up there. Um, no, actually, I think Davis can actually pull in. So I think Howard might actually go to the bench because Anthony Davis can be your center. You can have Kyle Kuzma as your power forward, LeBron as your small forward, Danny Green as your shooting guard, and then Ronald as your point guard. That's just my guess. Um, as of right now, though, but just kind of looking at what the depth chart was, I saw Kuzma not as a starter for some reason, but I think once he gets healthy, he will be a starter. So Kyle Kuzma, I feel like he will give you close to the same numbers as last season. Um, you know, he's obviously deferring to LeBron and Anthony Davis. Uh, if either of those guys take a rest, his value obviously bumps, and he'll probably put up better numbers, I would say. Um, he's a mid-round type of guy I would target in the mids. Um, if you need a small forward, he'll he'll put up some points, some threes. He plays defense. So there's that. Um, but the only thing is he's being capped off because LeBron and Andy Davis are there, right? Um, they're they're kind of like 
supposed to be the big three for them, but Kyle Kuzma's not really a big three, so it's really just a big two, and Kyle Kuzma's there as, like, the Robin. Um, you know, not even the Robin. I think LeBron is obviously Batman. Davis is Robin. And Kyle Kuzma's probably, you know, uh, Catwoman or something. You know, just kind of there. You know, we might need you every now and then to step up, but if he just if he pours in his regular, I guess, like, 15, 16 points a game, um... A couple rebound, like seven rebounds type of game, uh, two steals, good defense, and you know chucking two threes a game. I think that's kind of where he's gonna be at this season. Maybe not even the sorry, not the two steals, like one point four ish. Um, so I, I see, I see Kuzma there. Um, there's some other guys like Avery Bradley's on the team. He's three and D. I wouldn't even draft him. Um, he's just. Purely gonna be three and D. He'll have some games where he got a lot of points, but he's not gonna get you assists, no rebounds. Uh, maybe like a, maybe like a one point five steals, maybe if depending on how many minutes he gets. Um, that's kind of where he's at. And then you got KCP, who's on the team. So you know that shooting guard position, kind of murky with all these guys. Danny Green's probably the only safe starter. Every rally's only gonna get minutes when he's needed. KCP, same thing, three and D. Um, He'll probably outscore Bradley and get close to the same amount of steals. If I were to pick between the two, I would probably go for KCP over Avery Bradley, but probably best to avoid both at this time. Uh, they got Alex Caruso, who surprisingly dropped a bit in the depth chart during this preseason game. Uh, like I said, it might not be anything to worry about, but he did not play to the second half. Um, he's a big fan favorite, obviously, but I still see him. He's so he's basically behind LeBron, uh, obviously. Um, there's Kuzma there. I think he may be the next guy off the bench. After those two, so he's one to look out for. Draft him a little bit later. He's kind of like one of those, you know, ten or later rounds type of guy. Um, he. If given minutes, obviously he's shown he can do well. But the thing is, I don't see him getting a lot of minutes on this team. Um, especially now that they have even Jared Dudley there, who I think might be taking some minutes from him. Just because he can shoot the three. A uh, veteran plays defense and he's on the minimum. So, yeah, kind of murky. Everyone on the bench is kind of murky. I wouldn't touch the Lakers bench, really. Um, just Quinn Cook. Who's the backup for Rondo? But you know, Rondo's already the backup for LeBron. So Quinn Cook, you probably don't even touch. Um, the only the only guys on the team that I think are rosterable are Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Danny Green, maybe as a late round guy, like really late. Uh Rondo, really late guy, and Kyle Kuzma, who would be mid-ish for me. And that's kind of the outlook for the whole entire team. So this team is completely dependent on LeBron and Anthony Davis. If they're both out for whatever reason, I don't see this team actually winning games, um, especially because they're in the West. But the thing is, keep in mind, they are in the West. So LeBron and Anthony Davis may get some maintenance days, but can they really afford it? Um, which is something that, you know, it's, it's a big question, right? Um, they want the maintenance, but can they afford it? I think they're actually going to end up in the bottom four of... They'll make the playoffs as a bottom four seed. I don't see them coming in the top four. Um, only because of the possible wear and tear. 
And yeah, it looks like they actually loaded up with a bunch of 3 and D guys. But their bench is kind of too convoluted at this time. I wouldn't touch to anyone on their bench. Um, unless I really had to. Uh, and yeah, I think that's that's the Lakers outlook right now. So let's look at Golden State, who they played against. Um, so Golden State... Steph Curry came out. He played 18 minutes, same as LeBron and Anthony Davis. Put up 18 points, three rebounds, two assists, one steal. Went five for 11 from the field, seven from eight at the free throw line, and one for five at three. Note he did take a three from way beyond the line, and he airballed it. So as his first shot, so uh, you know maybe it's just the preseason jitters, but. You know, obviously still draftable. Uh, Steph Curry is obviously a top three player still. Like I said, I had I have him at three. Um, him and Harden could arguably arguably be interchanged, but I just feel Harden um, will play if he can. You know, like there's gonna be no rest days for him. He's playing no matter who they're playing against. Uh, even if you've seen the preseason, here we got triple double in the preseason. So keep in mind, no Westbrook played that game. So the Curry still top three. Can't go wrong with taking two or three overall. Um, D'Angelo Russell played. Uh, he didn't do that well. He only got four points, two rebounds, one assist. Uh, I know it's preseason. Don't get too worried. Don't get too scared. But two for nine outing. D-Rust didn't show me anything in the preseason. I would still probably draft him early-ish. Top four rounds for sure. Only because the load is on Steph Curry and kind of D'Angelo Russell at this point. Clay is not supposed to come back till late, late in the season. Even when he comes back, he's going to be limited. Um, might not even play the season. So D-Russ is obviously a good pickup. Uh, especially in the top four rounds. Uh, they got Draymond, who in 2018 averaged 7-7-7 seven, seven, seven with 1.4 steals, 1.1 blocks. And this is with KD, right? So KD's gone now. He's clearly the third option at this point. And he's just got to step up. They're not going to win basketball games if he doesn't drop more points. He needs to go like 12 to 15 now, right? Um, his rebounds will probably go a little bit up, I would say. His assists, it's hard to say because there's no one to pass to but Curry and D-Russ. But I'll give him the benefit of the belt. Probably go up by one, right? Get eight assists. Steals, 1.5. Blocks, 1.2. Um, the thing is, like last season, he only went 44% from the field, 28% from three, and 69% from the free throw. So his percentages aren't that great. Um, the threes, who uh, let's just hope he hits 30% this season. I have a feeling he was not going to improve that three-point percentage. Field goal, he really did bad last season. So this season, I think he will probably jack it up a little bit. Um, but the free throws, it's kind of how he's always been. So, seventy percent, just take it as it is. Um, but yeah, he's gonna be the third option. He's gonna get you stakes. Um, he'll get you kind of across the board numbers. And he's definitely draftable within the first three rounds. Um, I would say a third rounder. Don't draft him any earlier. Um, somewhere in the third is probably good. Only if he fits your team too. So keep in mind, he will hurt you in percentages. Um, and turnovers. So if you're going to go for like. 
a free throw winning team, he might not be your guy. But if you're going for, you know, maybe if you're trying to win field goals, he's he won't hurt you too much. Uh, he's not that great for a power forward center at 44% from last season. I don't see that really increasing too much. Um, so, yeah. So, he'll hurt you in percentages. Just keep that in mind. The other starters, are, I think, are going to be Kevin Looney, who you should keep an eye out for. Um, he didn't get a lot of minutes last season. He didn't play like a ton, ton of minutes. He didn't. He wasn't heavily involved, I guess, on the offense. He was just kind of there to grab rebounds. So he's kind of like a late flyer if you really need a center later on. Um, I, he may need to step up, but keep in mind they did also pick up Willie Colley Stein in the off season, and for some reason I think Colley Stein will do better than him this season. Uh. Might even end up starting over him at some point. So keep your eye out for Willie Cauley-Stein. I would actually consider taking Willie Cauley-Stein before Looney. Uh, but I feel like they're going to be in a hard timeshare anyways. And then if they need to play small, small ball, he's going to be out. So it doesn't. it's tough to pick up a center from Golden State. So I would kind of avoid them if I have to. But later-ish rounds, if you really need a center, just keep in mind they will probably be in a timeshare. The biggest breakout guy, though, I would say, probably draft mid-ish, would be McKinney. He's obviously filling in for Kevin Durant, which is a big shoe to fill. Um, kind of non-existent last season, wasn't worth drafting at all. But this season, I feel like late mid-ish, give him a chance, and he might be that guy. You know, he might be that guy that steps up this season, and you're like, you know, that was worth the pickup. So he's he's one of the potential uh, breakout candidates, I would say. Um, yes, someone has to pull up the Kevin Durant numbers, right? D'Lo is, D'Lo's there to p- pick up Clay. McKinney's got to pick up for Katie, and he's gonna have all the opportunity. I don't see in the depth chart. I don't see another real small forward there. Um, so he's definitely somebody that I would pick up. A little bit after the midish. Don't blow if you know there's if there's a certain guy out there that's you know gonna give you the numbers you know he's gonna give you. Don't take McKinney obviously over him. Um, but he's, he might be worth it. Maybe like six, seven ish. I would say seven ish round. Um, so, yeah, so keep an eye out for McKinney. I think he's going to have a good season. Um, and then they also picked up Marquise Chris. Kind of weird. He's going to get in foul trouble. He's just not draftable at this point. So, I would say don't worry about Marquise Chris right now. I don't think he's even going to break the rotation unless one of the centers get hurt. Um, he could play power forward. I don't know how he's going to be utilized, really. He's not that great at shooting threes. He's more of a center than a power forward. He gets in foul trouble, so I'll just avoid him at all costs. He'll probably have one game where he does really well, but I would avoid it. Um, so one thing I noticed about Golden State was they were getting dominated by Anthony Davis. So clearly, they don't have a real, I guess, a reliable center like they did like with Zaza and Andrew Bogut, someone who can hold down the paint and defend. Um, so that's going to be a big problem if they face big teams. Uh, if they go against a team with a real center, like a big center, um, that's the night I would use that center. For example, if they go against Andre Drummond, I would definitely put Andre Drummond in because he's going to be getting rebounds. Um, Hassan Whiteside, just, just, I think centers are going to dominate the Golden State Warriors this season just because they don't really have a big down there. Um, as we saw, Anthony Davis already destroyed them in the preseason game, right? So... Keep an eye out for whoever Golden State plays against. If they have a good center, try and get that guy uh, active for your roster. Um, 
they're gonna have to rely a lot on ball movement. They don't have, they still have obviously an all, you know, superstar and all star and Steph Curry. They still have an all star and Draymond. They have a borderline all star in D'Angelo Russell, but they're really gonna need some ball movement, pass the ball around, get the open shot. So they're gonna have to rely on Curry and Draymond to do that. Um, D'Angelo Russell is a good passer too. Just not how sure how many assists we can expect from him. Um, it'll probably be like five ish. But we they need him to kind of score. Um, so yeah, Curry and Draymond both gotta step up in a big way. DeAndre Russell just has to fill in for Clay type of thing. It's obviously a lot to do, but I think McKinney has to take the biggest step up for this entire team to succeed. So that's kind of why I think he might be a breakout candidate. Um, so draft him, draft him, guys. I, I will keep an eye out. Uh, the other team that played today actually was the Charlotte Hornets versus the Boston Celtics. Um, maybe we'll go over some of their players too and kind of see what's going on. I think Charlotte, honestly, I would just avoid all the players if possible. Um, Rozier obviously is the best player to draft, I would say. He's going to hurt you in your field goal percentages. He's not a good field goal shooter and he will definitely hurt you at some points he's gonna go who just really bad so rosier late rounds i think like 80 ish pick um is where i would kind of grab him if he's still available i would just honestly try and avoid charlotte altogether uh the other starter is nicholas batum like I said, I'll completely avoid him. He's already been on the decline for a couple of years. I don't think he's going to put up any numbers. He, Honestly, if he's like a last-round guy and he's still available in like late 11, 10, 12, I would, I would consider grabbing him just for the position, um, just for like the ticky-tacky stats here and there. But he's, I don't think he's going to have an amazing season, especially with the Charlotte Hornets. He might even get traded. Um, Miles Bridges is probably the only guy that I think has the most upside on this team. He's, I think he's going to start too. Uh, Miles Bridges, I would draft him maybe around the McKinney area. Maybe. Obviously, I've, I would take McKinney first before I grab Miles Bridges. Um, just because Charlotte Hornets just look like they're just completely discombobulated. They're not even like an NBA team looking like right now. So, Miles Bridges, I would draft him a little bit later on. Possible possible breakout candidate. So keep that in mind. He's he's another one of those sleeper guys, possible breakout candidates. Only because the team is so bad and they need to score, right? They they have to get the offense from somewhere. And he's a good defender, athletic too. So um Cody Zeller, yeah, he's not gonna put up great numbers. I wouldn't I wouldn't draft him. Dwayne Bacon. He's a tough one. I wouldn't I try I would try and avoid him too. Just because him and Malik Monk will probably be stuck in a timeshare. They're both young. They both need minutes. I just don't see them both flourishing, especially in Charlotte. Problem here is they have... Yeah, this team is not looking great. I would just completely avoid Charlotte, guys. Don't don't draft any players unless the value is there. Unless you need them for whatever reason. Um, Biombo's there. I don't even think he's rosterable. Um, no offense whatsoever. He'll get you maybe nine rebounds and like two blocks, three blocks of a thing. But that's it. Um. Yeah, so of Charlotte, the only players I would say if you had to draft from there is Rozier and Miles Bridges, um, but they're not looking great, especially their 
especially y'all look, I don't even think this team is going to win, oh, honestly, like more than 13, 15 games. They're not even going to win more than 15 games for sure. Only reason I say that is because at the end of the season, I don't know who's going to rest and that these guys might just be beating up on a tired, you know, on young on young teams who are trying to, you know, just rest their guys. So, yeah, they're not going to get more than 15 wins this season, I predict. Uh, just looking at the roster. Um, and then the Boston Celtics were kind of a little bit tricky. They lost depth, obviously, from last season. Uh, they lost Kyrie. They lost Al Horford. Um, sort of death. They lost Aaron Baines. Uh, so def- their depth is a little bit compromised. They obviously have a, a very talented starting five in Kemba Walker, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Gordon ha- Gordon Hayward, and Enes Kanter. Those guys are all definitely draftable. Kemba is probably like a top two ra- second rounder for sure. So grab Kemba in the second round. If if he fits your team, if he's there. If you need a point guard, he's definitely a second rounder. <laughs> Can't go wrong with him. Marcus Smart, probably a late-ish pick, like a 90-ish pick, in my opinion. Um, percentage is not going to be great. He's only there for the defense, really. <coughs> and they need a point guard. Or, sorry, guard to kind of play with Kemba. So he's always going to take a backseat on the offense. He's just there for defensive purposes. So he's like a late-round flyer type of guy. He'll get you a couple, couple assists, a couple hustle plays here and there, steals. But don't don't rely on him for the offense. Like, not a good three-point shooter at all. 90-ish pick. I would say still draftable. Jason Tatum is one of those tricky ones. I would get him somewhere in the middle-ish. Um, maybe the six-round-ish area. Hopefully he takes a step in the right direction. He doesn't train with Kobe too much. No more ISO jumpers type of thing. Um, but yeah, so Tatum is draftable, obviously, six round ish. He'll probably give, give you good numbers. Hopefully, he takes a step in the right direction. And the thing is, the reason why I'm saying he's not, he's kind of hard to draft is because of that small four position on the Boston Celtics where they have Tatum, Gordon Hayward, Jalen Brown. They're all young, young bloods that need to eat. So. Some nice someone's gonna have to suffer, right? Um, Gordon Hayward after that after a year back from the injury, I think he's probably draftable. Him and Tatum, I think I would take Tatum before Gordon Hayward. So probably Gordon Hayward like seven, eight maybe. Um, it's just, it's just hard to rely on him after that injury. Um, he didn't perform last season obviously, but I think he's still draftable if you need a small forward. Um, he's probably like he should he can't be your best small forward or you're in trouble. He's probably gonna be like your third best forward on your team like a third small forward if you need one um but he'll probably put up just points he's he's he'll probably put up some points like i would say 15 points you know six rebounds four assists 0.8 steals and like 1.3 threes type of guy and that's him improving from last season, so let's let's hope that you know he's on his way from recovery. Enes Kanter, obviously, I think I would draft him, uh, only because they no longer have Aaron Baines. They lost Al Horford. They definitely need a big. So Aaron Enes Kanter is someone I would draft. He'll probably get you, I would say, 
on, on this team, probably 12 and 10. Uh, you know, he's a hard worker. He's one of those hustle guys, um, not scared of anybody. So he's definitely a center that you can look out for if you need one. Um, don't reach too much for him. I feel like he's probably going to be overlooked in a lot of drafts. So keep him for like the eight-ish round, I would say. If he's there, seven, eight, if you really need a center. Um, just keep in mind, he's not that great for blocks and steals and defensive stats. Uh, but he's obviously going to get you easily probably 12 to 15 points and 10 rebounds. Good percentages. So he'll be there. He'll probably be overlooked, so keep that in mind. Um, you can probably get him a little bit later. But if you need a center, grab him. He's reliable, I guess. If he doesn't get hurt. Um, the tricky guy in this team is probably Jalen Brown. He's in a contract year. They're discussing uh, extending him. So at this point, they're either going to extend him, obviously, or they're going to trade him. Because it is contract year. So he's the hardest guy to kind of pick up. Um, it, just, it just really depends on his play, maybe. Um, he's probably going to be behind Tatum and Gordon Hayward. Um, he'll probably put up the same numbers as last season. He's worth a flyer at the end. He might not even be draftable, to be honest. Last season, he wasn't even rostered. This season, only because they're missing a couple pieces, you might take him in the end of your draft, like the end of your draft, but I don't see him really being draftable. Um, unless Tatum or Gordon Hayward gets injured or misses some time, that's the only time you could try and roster him um the offense does need to come from somewhere right after losing Kyrie and Al Horford so he could obviously step up but he, I think he's the odd odd one out right now just because of his contract um coming to an end this season it's a contract here so he does have to ball out so I'm not sure how Boston's gonna approach that I don't know if they're just gonna limit his minutes make his value not seem so great type of thing um they may even trade him so He's last round rosterable, but I wouldn't really touch him either. Um, they got talk. They got what Taco Falls. Um, he's the third center on this team, so he's behind Ennis Cantor. He's behind Daniel Thies. Hope I said that right. Um, probably keep an eye out for him. Don't draft him. Just keep an eye out for him. If they do roster him and something happens to their big, there's a chance. He comes out, but just keep an eye on him. Put a star beside him on the watch list. Don't draft him. Daniel Thies, probably not draftable either. Um, Carson Edwards, he's someone that they drafted this season in the second round. So keep an eye out for him if Jalen Brown does get moved. Oh, no, sorry. that's No, he's sorry. Carson Edwards is the backup point guard for Kemba. Um probably not draftable he might just put up backup numbers but to keep, stay, keep an eye out for him if something happens to either Kemba or um Marcus Smart but not draftable at this point same thing with Romeo Lang Langford he's sorry he's I think he's the early pick um that the Celtics had this season if Jalen Brown gets moved that's a thinkable one but like i said there's already tatum and gordon hayward ahead of him so he's probably not draftable just keep an eye out for these three guys um kind of see what the situation is for this boston celtics um if something happens to one of their players these guys might have a chance of hitting that starting unit or not starting unit at least playing some playing time 
Um, and yeah, those, those are the four teams I think I'm going to discuss for today. Hopefully that helps kind of value some of these players and kind of the outlook of each, each team. And I think that's all I'm going to discuss for today. Next week, we're going to try and give you continue guys giving you guys some tips on how to draft. Um, we'll do some mock drafts in the future, discuss some other teams and the players that they have and the outlooks. Um, give you some sleepers, hopefully, next week. And, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, check us out on Instagram at Easy Money Fantasy. I'll leave a comment, some likes. Let us know what you think, if you agree or disagree with the outlooks of these players. And we'll talk to you next week. Signing out. This is Slum. And uh, see you guys next time.